0: Hi, this is Mark Sevy with Pod Points Podcast. Uh, I'm here with my friend, uh, good friend, and collaborator. Sometimes uh, we, we we get in trouble together. Uh, Christopher Steyers, Chris Styers. how you doing, Chris? I'm doing well,
1: Mark. How are you?
0: I'm great, thank you. Um, and and anybody who follows the podcast knows that Chris is an aco- quite an aco- quite an accomplished author. What what's it up to now? Seven books published, Chris? Seven published. Okay. And then you've got, and that, the last one was, um, Silken Swords. I, I think I misidentified it on the last podcast as Thurian Chronicles, but that was the one before that. So anyway, who can keep up with you? I mean, you, you write at a screenwriter's pace. It's like every time I turn around, you're publishing a new damn book. So, um, anyway, Chris, uh, you can find him at dot com. Uh, he's on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, uh, just about anywhere fine books are sold. Yeah. So we are in the in the middle of April. It, it's beautiful outside. Apparently, it looks like I, there's a, some wind and stuff like that. But um,
1: are yeah, you, that's am out my way too.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's. I think we're getting the Santa Annas. So it'll be it'll be up to 80 today, and then drop down to 60 tomorrow. So. It's one yeah. of those. Uh, yeah. One of those. Calif- uh, the Santa Ana winds are a California phenomenon. And actually, there was there's been some a lot of writing done about them. They're pretty interesting uh, phenomenon. So devil yeah. winds, devil, the devil <laughs> winds. So, Chris, uh, what do you yeah. let's see, what have you been working on lately? Uh, anything interesting you want to talk about?
1: Well, I'm working on a new screenplay.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, the one I finished before that, I entered in the Scriptapalooza contest. Oh, congratulations. And I got some ideas and started working on a new one.
0: Oh, oh, wow. There you go. See? Yep. Uh, all you needed was a little extra time to write, and you're going crazy. That's all it required. Yep. One of my students placed in uh, one of the contests recently. He, he does quite well in contests. He's got a he's got a unique perspective on the world and i think it comes across uh in his writing so uh it was good to hear and i hope to hear that uh, you're doing you won't hear anything until july right
1: uh july and hopefully <clears throat> i'll be waiting for the the next step in august mm. i'm hoping
0: yeah no no i i think you have a good chance i mean your your work is always consistently amazing um, the, the concepts are good. Uh, you know, by the time you get a concept, you and I have noodled it for a while sometimes. And then yeah. a lot of times, you know, it's something, uh, that, that you know can sell, which is, you know, look, not for nothing. We're scriptwriters. We don't write things to put them on a shelf. We write them to sell. Right. Um, so conception right. concepts are king, really and truly. Yeah. You can be a lousy writer and make and do not that Michael Crichton's a lousy writer. But his books, I think just about everyone he ever wrote was, was sold and also done into a movie because his concepts are so amazing. Jurassic Park. Help me out here, Chris. What else did he do? Uh, uh, Westworld. Westworld. Uh, there was a, a movie called Runaway with Tom Selleck, yeah. uh, that years ago. But I mean, he's known for his, wasn't, um, the Andromeda strain his? Yes, there was. Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, the guy's just, the guy was amazing. He was a doctor. He was an incredible writer. He, and he always had the, cl- the bleeding edge of technology to work with as far as, uh, so, so anyway, as Chris is, you know, understands and, and, you know, when you enter into contests, a lot of 90, I'd, I'd say 60% of what you're selling is your concept and the rest is just execution and writing and, and style. So, uh, come up with a great concept first and then uh worry about the rest as as you go. You can always come into a class like mine. Um and uh anyway, uh so yeah, I've been working I've been sweating on my book. I mean, literally just day after day, 12 hours a day. And it it's not the the writing of it, although that's some of it. It's the formatting of it because I'm going to self-publish. And well, I could have easily paid somebody to do this, but I love software, so I wanted to learn as much as I could about this process, because the other thing is, you know, if you know what you're talking about, if you hire somebody uh, and you know what you're talking about, they can't pull that tomfoolery on you. So anyway, I've been working with a program called Juto, J-U-T-O-H, which is a formatting program. So I wrote the book in Scrivener, which is an amazing Really truly an amazing product, and then i I ported it over to Juto, which is another amazing product and the um the 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 founder or the creator, Dr. Julian Smart, created juto he's just an amazing programme I'll give you an example how incredible he is so there's this feature in Scrivener that's really, really cool, and I mentioned it in an email to him, and he said, "Well, you know blah 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 and i so i I made a recording and showed him in Scrivener. Uh, how to do this. And he, I sent it to him and he wrote back and said, that's a great feature. He said, I'll have to incorporate it into Juto at some point. The next day he sends me a beta version of the program with that feature in it. And he he said, I had some time while I was getting my car fixed. So this one. The guys, the guy's amazing. He's sitting at a car dealership with his laptop and Wi-Fi, and working on this. And literally had it done within twelve hours. And it's a—it's not an inconsequential feature. It's—it's it's amazing what it does. So yeah, he's pretty—he's pretty special. He—I hope to get him for uh, some an OC screenwriters presentation at some point because even if you're—even if we're scriptwriters, there are us, those of us who write, you know, prose. And Juto's an amazing program for eBooks. It It. It really yeah. uh, just—you you can't imagine the scope of it. It's an, an a, incredible. Mm. Anyway, enough of that. Enough of a plug for Doctor Smart and his wife Harriet, who's also an accomplished novelist. Uh, anyway, what—that's uh, a where Poppin's podcast. I'm Mark Sevy and I'm with my friend Christopher Stiers. Um and then yeah, I I'm working on some script stuff too, but not nothing I can talk about, so I'll I'll move on with from that. Right now it's all book 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 book. Watching anything, well we're going to talk about our top 5 um our top 5 um, things that we watched this last year or what or so that we really really enjoyed. Um and you you probably have heard us talking about it, but this will be our our favorites. So uh but before we do that before we move on let me get to uh just the idea that we you can reach us at plotpoints.com or you can call 919 scripts and I uh that's uh, let's see I had that note here somewhere with those numbers oh it's 919-727-4787 that's 919 scripts um, and leave a message or a suggestion. We'd ha- we'd be happy to entertain it. Um, y- you can find us on geez, Apple Podcast, Amazon Podcast. I mean, I just about that. Uh, we just popped up on iHeart Podcast, which is a big uh, oh. yeah. So, and I guess we're pretty hot in da- in De- in uh, Denmark. So um, that's cool. Hello to all our, you know, Chris. We're going to have to learn how to say hello how hello to Denmark in Danish yeah. one of these days. Okay, so there you go. So uh, besides uh, besides that, Chris, uh, you um, you you were asking about uh, my classes again, yeah?
1: Yes, uh, you're getting ready to start a new uh, semester, aren't you?
0: Or intermediate, which is uh, my Tuesday class. Um oh. That that's coming April twenty seventh. Um, I'm probably okay. not going to run the intro class until mid May. Uh, that's Uh-oh. an eight week. That's eight weeks as opposed to the in- intermediate, which is ten. But yeah, I have, I have to do a seminar. I'll be, we'll be announcing some of that stuff as we come up, but thanks. Thank you. We, we, the reason I'm prompting Chris is he asked me before the podcast and I said, well, let's talk about it during the podcast. And so anyway, he was kind, kind enough to ask about the, uh, about the start of the classes. So let's, Chris, let's jump into instead of what are we watching? Because we'll, we'll talk about our our top let's just do our top five new n- new to us we'll say that if they they could have been in, okay. you know they could have been 20 years old but they're new to us so uh what impressed yeah. what impressed you recently um that you started to watch and and just thought was terrific
1: yeah well i started watching mad men
0: oh okay yeah i've seen that and yeah
1: and i hadn't seen it before and um in a few episodes into it and i'm very intrigued and Especially by all the '60s stuff, early '60s stuff. Oh yeah, God, changed. And then I started watching um, Westworld.
0: Mm, oh, the the remake.
1: Yeah, the series.
0: Yeah, that's terrific.
1: And it, yes, it is. And I haven't gotten very far into it yet, but I am totally intrigued by the night of. Hmm.
0: Oh, the night. Oh, the show. The night of. Uh huh.
1: Yeah, the series. The night of. Okay. And and that poor kid. Anyway, and uh, I did finish, and I hadn't seen it before the uh, Perry Mason series. Right. You had mentioned.
0: Thirties. Yeah, you mentioned that, and that sounded really intriguing. The one time on the podcast, I haven't been able to see that yet, but it's on the list.
1: Yes, and. uh, I hadn't realized it, but I found it. Uh, They had done not quite a sequel to Lonesome Dove. Mm. It's called Turn to Lonesome Dove. And it's basically what happened to the characters after they started their ranch up in Montana.
0: Mm. Yeah, Lonesome Dove. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
1: And they've got a few of the uh, actors playing the characters they played in Lonesome Dove. They've got John Voight though instead of Tommy Lee Jones, but it was very good.
0: Mm, Yeah, I've got it on the list. Um, It definitely is on the on. I I don't have whatever the streaming service is that carries it. I don't have that. Okay. But I I, and I don't want to pay for it because I want to watch all three of them. uh, So I'll wait till I pick up that streaming service. But yeah, for me it was um, a lot of series. It was there was there's a series I've mentioned before called Borgin B O R G E N about the Danish parliament and the first uh, Danish prime female Danish prime minister it's just it's addictive as all hell um yeah another show i just started to watch called rebus uh, i think i mentioned it uh before but it's it's a based on a series of novels uh, about a, about a detective named rebus um also a movie that i saw that i don't understand why this movie didn't do better and and why people are so negative about it, but kill the messenger with, uh, with um, uh, what's his Jeremy Renner. It's terrific. Yeah. I, I really love that movie. A favorite that I've mentioned before is law and order UK, which is, which takes that formula from law and order, the law and order original series and, and transports it over the, uh, over to England. It's amazing. Really, truly uh, incredible. And then, a, a, a new series I watched this week called Thorn T H O R N E based on a series of novels. And it's, it's not the happiest, the, uh, the happiest TV series in the world. I mean, there's a lot of grim moments in it. So, um so anyway, I, I recommend all those. I thought they were, for me, they, they, they press buttons just like these, these ones that you mentioned for you. So, uh, you know, so anyway, pick them up or watch them on streaming or, or do what you can. Some of some of mine are on Acorn, which is a, a service like BritBox, um, and which I a really, truly amazing t- channel. And I also will be getting BritBox. And so uh, both of those are really I just think they kick the crap out of all the uh, other other streaming services. They've got such great material. Just again, to remind you, we're Plot Points podcast. My name's Mark Sevy I'm with Christopher Styers. Chris Styers, my friend and, and sometimes collaborator. Also just all around good guy. Just a, just a mensch, as they say. He's a published author. Yeah. a yeah. yeah, published author. Uh, he's got a, he's on his seventh or eighth, 12th, 15th book. Who the, who the hell keeps track? Um, he's on, you can find him on ChristopherStyers.com. That's his website or Amazon or Barnes and Noble. Okay, Chris. So, um, we're going to go into the Q and a you, you had a uh, well, there were two questions that came up and they're kind of like uh, associated with each other. So go ahead and ask those questions.
1: Okay. Uh, how long should your dialogue scenes be? And can you give your characters speeches? Hmm.
0: So it, this comes up all the time in, in my classes all the time. It, it's literally one of the things that, uh, so I've got a few pat answers for this. Um, but most of the time I, I'm going to say it depends because if you're Aaron Sorkin, you can write the most riveting long ass dialogue pages and nobody cares because it's so, it's, if you look at the opening to social network, it's, it's the kiss of death. It's two people sitting at a table in a cafeteria talking to each other and you cannot and it's the opening of the movie. And I would have said that's never going to work. It's never going to work to have, I don't know how many pages of dialogue with two people just talking to each other at a, uh, at a, in a cafeteria table. But boy, does it work. Oh my God. It's so good. And then as far as speechifying, you and I have talked about the newsroom, the opening, uh, with, uh, the newsroom where he talks about how America isn't great anymore. Oh,
1: Jeff Daniels
0: character. Oh my God. I mean, I don't know how long it took him to write that, but my Lord, I I could work for years and never get close to that quality. Um, It was just amazing. Uh, You know, to be fair, they do some interesting things with the scene because they cut to Emily Blunt. I think it's Emily Blunt. Uh, No, maybe not. Um, Emily Mortimer. But anyway, they cut back, they cut in and out of him watching her in the audience holding up signs, which is a kind of an interesting, so you're not sure if he's, fantasizing that or or hallucinating it or if she's really there and i guess it turns out she was really there but i mean the the speech itself and that poor look on the co-ed's face anyway you can do you can get away with a lot of things in a script if you're good enough if you're good enough you can write pages of dialogue with two people just sitting I mean look at plays plays go on and on and on about dialogue it's two people it's usually a couple people on stage talking to each other and I'm not talking about musicals I'm talking about dramas so playwrights learn to be good and crafty at that screenwriters are not as as uh, as crafty we're just not we're used to throwing visual images up on the screen and a lot of times our dialogue suffers from that I had a producer once who told me not a producer, I'm sorry, when I was interning for an agent, I was getting paid nothing to read 10 scripts a week and then do coverage on them. Um, she told me the, your, your rule number one is if you open the script and the dialogue sucks, put it on the, put it on the reject pile. She said, cause I don't want to read anything that has bad dialogue. Nobody, no screenwriter should be sending me anything that where the dialogues is not good. And of course sucks is a kind of a subjective term. Um, (laughs) But, uh, she, I, I got what she was saying. If the, if the dialogue's inept, you might as well, cause that's at least half of the script, if not more. So, but there are, there are ways to make it work. Uh, in Borgen, uh, the show that I mentioned, there's a, there's a long sequence with the prime minister and her advisor where he's dressing her down and she's responding to it. And they go from her office up to the roof, down a stairwell. Out to the, I mean, they do the scene. It's probably five pages or so, but it's in different locations. So it doesn't feel like it's one exchange of dialogue. It feels like it's in, because it's in different locations. So, so there's tricks to be used and there's, there's techniques you can, you can adopt, but basically you don't want long, long scenes of dialogue. You, you basically don't want speechifying. You know, if it's the end of Blade Runner where Roy Batty is giving that wonderful, marvelous, monologue, uh, while, while Deckard is sitting there in pain and fear, I mean, it's different, you know, there's a whole different setup to that. So, so the techniques that look my best advice is look at the the movies that really work for you and the scenes that really work and find something that you can see in there that they use that makes it different than everything else. You'll know when a scene, if you take your work to a workshop, which I highly recommend, you'll know immediately uh, from the critiques if something's working or not working you'll hear it from if you have 10 people in the workshop you'll hear it from eight um, but you know and and we're both you and I are both guilty of this we both love to hear good dialogue and we both like to write dialogue but it's just I'm not good enough to be Aaron Sorkin and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna judge your work that way but there's very few people who are that good All right. Well, that's, oh, go go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: Absolutely. I agree with you.
0: Yeah. So anyway, well, that's going to wrap it up for us today. That's a great question. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate that. And it's, it's so important to, uh, for us to understand some of that. And, and the only, the only way you're going to know if you're improving is not to write in a vacuum. Find a workshop, find a class, find a place where you can get your material out there and have some comments on it. And then keep on writing, writing, writing. I, I think if I ask Chris, what's the one, the one thing that makes you a better writer? I think he would agree. It's just writing. Yeah, yeah, Chris. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't. You you got cut off. Oh yeah.
1: no, you absolutely have to write. Yeah. And you can't do it once every couple of weeks.
0: Yep. Which is what my students do sometimes. Is I tell them, you know, they they get busy and they work on a project and then they'll turn in the pages and then the next week, the week after they don't do anything. And then they turn in the pages again. They turn in pages again. And in the meantime, they've lost the energy or the moment. You know, if you don't write every, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
1: For me, uh, it's writing every day, even if the day consists of writing just one paragraph.
0: There you go. If it's one good paragraph, there you go. So, yep. All right. Well, anyway, uh, I'm a professional writer. Chris is a professional writer. If you don't believe us, go and look around and see what people say other professional writers, people you respect say about the the process. It is a process, it is a skill. If if you don't if you're if you're a runner and you don't run every day, if you're a swimmer and you don't swim every day, if you're doing it competitively, you're, you're never going to win. You're never going to win. Um, okay. So my name's Mark Sevy. I'm with my good friend, uh, Chris Stires, who, uh, you can find him at com. Amazon, he has a Amazon author's page, a Barnes and Noble author's page. Just great, great work, great prose. He's got a novel coming out hopefully this summer. I think, right, Chris? I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. We all hope so. I mean, that's, that's the dream, right? Getting published, getting uh, sold, getting yeah. produced, yeah, whatever. So at, you can find us at plotpoints.com. Uh, the phone number to reach us is 919 scripts, which is 919-727-4787 and uh, all over the web we're 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 at iTunes we're on a, a Apple Podcasts Google Podcasts iHeart Podcast uh just a bunch of a bunch of places but for myself and for Christopher Stiers uh and everybody at the OC Screenwriters Organization be inspired do good work <coughs> <coughs>